Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to the Libra Lounge with Keisha podcast. You know, do you guys remember, I don't know, almost maybe this time, uh, no, maybe around, what are we in, almost March? Yep. Remember March and April? Think about what was going on on social media. Just think for a second. If you if you are drawing a blank, this is what had happened. All these social media influencers pretended like they were so behind the Black Lives Matter movement. Do you remember that? All of them were teary-eyed. How they had failed. How they want to learn. How they want to use their platform to do more for the African American community. So this time right now, do you think we've seen shit since then or have any evidence of any right doing by black people since then? Because they page is looking pretty white to me. But that's just my opinion. I, I think that I think a lot of people used black people for clout. They did. They did. So you're saying they use black folks to get some stuff done? Easily? No. Oh. This is what I mean. That's not even what clout means. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. Here's an example. Scroll down. Pick one of your favorite influencers. Not me. Not me. Look at their timeline or time frame or their post. You will notice that right after the death of George Floyd, all of a sudden, they had all these black friends. Their kids had black friends. Their kids were even walking around with black dolls. Them dolls look real white to me right about now. Them feeds got pretty dark. They, yes, they got real old damn dolls. Oh, it, you know, here's the thing. I would respect someone who's in, I don't give a fuck about that. More so than someone who pretends that they are supportive of that. They want to do more. It was for the clout. I honestly feel like they were more afraid of not saying something and giving attention to this than just saying nothing at all. I'd rather you say nothing at all. Because then we know where you stand. There's no expectations at all. So I just thought I would throw that in there. Don't worry, producer James and I and the entire Houston metropolitan area, all of Texas really, we had snowed last week for what, three days? Yep. Three days of snowbit. If we were on the news, we had temperatures of it dropped to 16 degrees. 16 degrees here in Tejas. We 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 don't know what to do. I mean, it's it's not having to do with Shania Twain, mudding, crawfish, barbecues, mosquitoes, water burger. Uh, Tex-Mex. Bucky's. Bucky's. We don't fucking know what to do. We freak out. Because all of our friends that were like seeing our post were like, dude, it's, is it? Yes. We don't know what to do. We don't even know how to drive when it sprinkles a little bit here. We actually had legit ice on the roads. People were left, I mean, thousands of people were left without any electricity for days. Uh, and I can't even tell you how many people's pipes burst inside of their homes. Not us, because we're rich. No, I'm just kidding. We're not. We're so not. <laughs> we, we're just fortunate that we live in this little area that was not greatly affected by it, whereas people in the next subdivision were. It's, it's, I think the Lord knew. Lord was on. The Lord was on producer James's side. Because he knew that if we lost power and water, people didn't have water. And then the fucking water was contaminated after that. We were on boil water notices and things like that. The Lord said, Producer James, I'm going to do you a solid. Because I know that bitch will at the damn fool if the electricity goes off. So it was really, it was crazy. I mean, um, of course. Of course, everyone went and stocked up on everything at the grocery store. Like, it's still hard right now to find milk, bread, and water bottles. Yes, water bottles. So, yes, we named it Snowbed because we were all trapped inside of our... Okay, that's a little dramatic. But we were advised to stay inside of our homes for, what was it, two and a half, three days? 
Yeah, at least. Yeah, I mean, there were some people who went without electricity for days. Three, four days, I heard. I can't live that poor people life. I just, I can't, I, I can't, I can't. In all seriousness, it was really sad. Um, we're always on the news for weather, not our football team, weather, weather, and weather. <laughs> it's not a hurricane, it's a blizzard. I mean, it was in the northern part of Texas. They got legit snow where they had big ass um, snowmen and things like that. We got we got hard ice. Okay, I will tell you this. No matter how many films you watch about walking in extreme ice or snow, does not tell you what really happens because I tell you what, I almost broke my whole entire fucking body in my Uggs and I took one step, one step on the ice and I'm like, oh no, back it on up. I thought it was gonna be cute, go outside, take some pictures with the ice. But no, that didn't happen. I was trying to do it for the gram, but uh, no, damn, damn, damn a broken neck. I'll say that. So uh, we were fortunate enough to still have cable and all just all those things. But it's like, can we please just the whole, like leave Texas a little bit alone? I mean, I do appreciate the cooler weather. You will never hear me complain about it being too cold. Uh-uh, never, ever, ever, ever. As a matter of fact, we went driving somewhere and what was it like? 55 degrees outside, and I had the AC on full blast cold because I'm a cold-hearted snake. All right. If you're a friend of the Libra Lounge, you know what time it is. It is time for The Gab. We know she has a really big mouth, which sounds kind of dirty, and that's probably true, too. Let's gossip The Gab with Keisha. All right, so we were supposed to have a guest tonight. <sighs> He's not here. He didn't make it. When you hoes see me on national te- international television with my own show, y'all are going to regret rescheduling on the Libra Lounge with Keisha. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say, Benjamin. Okay, so a couple of things have happened since I made our show layout. Like, Tiger Woods got into like a horrible car accident in Las Vegas. He needs to stay out of Las Vegas. Isn't Las Vegas where he got caught cheating that one time? I think so. Yes, he got it. The act, the wreck was pretty pretty bad. The, the, the SUV is fucked up. Uh, it happened early in the morning because I'm like, he's backed into prostitution. Why else would you be fleeing a hotel at like 7 a.m. in the morning? It, 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 it's either he was with a prostitute or he was with me and he knew my hungry ass was going to be starving when I woke up and he better fucking go dip and dash and get some donuts for me. But I, I'm currently in the great state of Texas, so what was he doing there? I don't know. You said fleeing. Was he actually like So, fleeing? okay, so there's, in, the, in that particular hotel, there's a production of, I think, I want to say either a television show or a reality show. And the guy who is the director for all of that, Tiger Woods almost hit him. The guy said he was agitated, he was going fast. The the man was so shooken up. You know how when you almost get into an accident, you're like really like, oh my God. It was bad enough that he went in and like called his staff and just told him that, you know, he was still shaken up and this, this and that. But Tiger Woods is like a fucking cockroach. He just he won't. He survives it all. And I'm so sure his ex-wife, Elon, was like, so fucking close. So fucking close. But this motherfucking Blasian just keeps surviving. He keeps surviving. It's that Asian and black blood. You know Asians live for a long-ass time. And you know sorry-ass black men live for a long-ass time, too. Sorry, Elon. Probably gonna live forever. Um... So yeah, apparently he was okay. There was a rumor at first saying that the jaws of life had to be used to get him out, but I was checking on TMZ a little while ago and they say that's not true, but either way, he did it. And it was a one person. It was just him. Thankfully, he didn't he didn't fuck up anyone else's Tuesday, Wednesday, or whatever. So I don't know what, I just don't understand what he was doing. I don't know. Probably just still trying not to be black is what he was doing. Was he running away from his race? Probably so. Yeah, you know what? The director of the show is black. He's like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> gotta get out of here. You know I don't like being considered a Negroid. Not today, not yesterday, not the day after. 
Uh, speedy recovery, Tiger. Uh, yeah. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, I don't want anyone to get hurt. I don't want anyone to die. Maybe he have have like a concussion, and when he, you know, maybe like a little bit of a coma, like a <laughs> thirty-minute coma. <laughs> I had a touch of coma. He look so okay. Let's change it around. So Tiger Woods is in a coma from his car accident, and before he went into the coma, he said, "Don't wake me up." Until Black History Month, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> um, feel better, Tiger. Um, so Justin Timberlake was greatly in the news last week because, and I still, I still have not watched this documentary about Britney Spears. I just, I haven't sat down to do it. And they said it was really bad, and everyone's pro Britney, pro Britney, pro pro Britney, but apparently. You, you can't do a documentary or, or something like that about Britney Spears without covering her relationship with Justin Timberlake. And apparently it was pretty bad. Um, like he's rude. I, look, this is someone who was in a boy band. Okay. Uh, a very successful one, uh, boy band. Of course he's going to be an asshole, but you cannot be asshole to Britney Spears. So after people watched that, they really were trying to cancel Justin Timberlake. And then it's like this shit was set up. Immediately afterwards, it was the celebration of the 35th year from Janet Jackson's Control album being released. So then people were like, hmm, he still hasn't ap apologized to Janet Jackson for that titty thing that happened at that Super Bowl that one time. And you know what? He did it. So to make matters worse, what does he do? What do you think he did? I have no idea. He apologizes. To Janet Jackson? And Britney Spears, collectively. Oh. That's how you know a motherfucker really ain't sorry. Oh, that uh, I'm sorry if anything bad was said or if anybody took offense. Or, yeah. Yeah, okay. Basically, your PR wrote the shit out and told you to read it or type it on Twitter. They probably typed the shit for you. Uh, I'm a huge Justin Timberlake fan. You know that. Yep. Um, but he was... He was he was dead wrong because he wasn't even being a good friend with the whole Janet Jackson incident because she got canceled for a while and his career went um, And the Britney Spears thing, I don't know if you guys remember, but right when he released his first solo track, Like I Love You, he did a radio interview. I can't remember what radio station it was. But Justin Timberlake, the, 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 the DJ asked Justin, hey, did you break Britney Spears's, Britney Spears's, is that right? Britney Spears's, Britney Spears? Britney Spears. Britney Spears virginity. Because remember when Britney came out, Jessica Simpson came out, they're like, we're a uh. virgin, I'm a virgin. I'm like, bitch, quit saying that. Like, you're going to be one forever? So their virginity was a very big thing. So the DJ says, Justin, if you tell me the truth, whether or not you did pop the cherry or not, I'll play your new track consecutively for hours on the station. And he was like, yeah, I hit that. I broke that. So <laughs> I would have done the same thing too, Justin. Um, <laughs> with your single. With my single. I got a single coming up, y'all. I'm just kidding. Yeah, so it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's bad, but then you think about the age group they were in, the business they're in, and success and money means everything to them. Remember how buck-ass crazy Britney went? Like, yes. she, I don't think that just happened overnight. I think she may have been a pain in the ass before Maybe, that. maybe she was. I, I, don't, I don't know, but he broke her hard. He broke her cherry, and, you know... <laughs> But yeah, so he issued an apology, but unfortunately, I keep telling people, once you put something out there, social media-wise, it's, it's there forever. It doesn't matter if you delete it. You, you just don't. So of course, it come, here it comes another reporter who was like, hey, I interviewed him, and I asked him, where was the apology for the Janet Jackson thing? And I, I think this was a little bit after the incident happened, and Justin Timberlake totally blew him off. It didn't help that the reporter was black, and it also doesn't help that, you know, we're in this time where 
it is wrong to culturally appropriate. And Justin Timberlake has been accused of that multiple times. So, yeah, uh, Justin, I think maybe you should consider going to Big Brothers and Big Sisters in like, like maybe South Central LA and volunteering for like a year. <laughs> And maybe things will be okay. You better get back with Timbaland for some beats because those last two albums that you dropped, I mean, as a, a fan of yours, I was like, I'm not listening to that shit. Like, I like my Justin Timberlake, not exactly with the ramen noodle hairstyle, but just a little bit curly. And I want him hitting them high notes, like Smokey Robinson. I want him to think about Britney Spears and popping her cherry for the, you know, popping that cherry, those kind of high notes from Justin. That's a Justin that I like. I don't know, for some reason on his last album, he, he, I don't know. It was like, I hate when celebrities find themselves. <laughs> I hate when artists figure I shit out. I hate when artists find themselves <laughs> because then their music changes. For example, Alanis Morissette. Yes. Jagged Little Pill was a monster. Monster. Then she started, who did she get dicked down by? Uh, what's your boy? Deadpool. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Then she got dicked down by, not Uncle Jesse, Uncle Joey from Full House. <laughs> Jesse. One of those motherfuckers made her happy. I want to say that it was Dave Coulier who made her so happy that she decided to release a happy album. <laughs> we don't want to hear that shit. That's what Radio Disney is for. I want to hear you call a motherfucker and ask him, did he go down? Did she go down on you in a movie theater? I want that kind of Alanis Morissette. That's why, you know, Adele, for example, everyone was really scared like she's losing weight. Her music's going to change because that shit does. It changes. Justin Timberlake's last, last album, he did like a duet with Chris Stapleton. That was a good song, though. Sorry. The one he did with, not Tennessee Whiskey. This was an all-new song. Oh, I didn't hear that one. For the album. I oh. did, uh, yeah, you didn't uh, miss Tennessee anything. Tennessee Whiskey was a fucking bomb. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> if a black artist has sang that song, like, I'm, and I'm talking about a good male R&B singer. For example, let's just do this. Let's take Tyrese and his crying ass. If he had released that, it would not have been as successful. It is because here is a white guy who's a country singer, which country music isn't even country music anymore, who had a more R&B sound to him. That was it. I don't find much else appealing about Chris Stapleton. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and defend him. I mean, he's just... Oh, no, no. No, he yeah. is a good singer. No, no, yeah. no. Okay. Uh, no. Okay. He's a very good singer. Yeah. He yes. got that, he's got that old school bluesy just yes. Kind of, yeah. But my point is, and I don't want to discredit Chris at all because the song is great. He is a good singer. He's a good singer. But it is like whenever a it's it's like the big booty hose thing. <laughs> when black women and Puerto Rican women have been walking around for centuries with badonka donks, big reindeer looking asses on us. And all of a sudden, you let one white bitch get ass implants. There's this shit's not even real. Not everybody want a big ass booty. What? It's one of those. It's like, okay, so you're going to ignore these women. I'm sure you can go to an African fucking tribe right now. And it's called the big ass, look, 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 tribe. And all the bitches have big asses. But it's, it's, it's the colorization. It's... It's so funny for me to see now people are like, oh my gosh, she's having this shit. Shit like this has been happening forever. More people are aware of it because of social media. Then, of course, we had the Black Lives Matter movement last year and COVID. Argue with me if you will. You won't win the argument. Oh, no. I'm just saying black folks still got Darius Rucker in country. No. You got Hootie. I don't do <laughs> Darius Rucker unless he's being backed by the blowfish. <laughs> there, but I will say this, there, Darius Rucker has done almost every single genre of music. I don't think he's done Spanish, but he's probably in Mexico with a margarita asking some fucking Mexican woman, can you please, before we have sex, 
can you please translate this into Spanish for us? Because I'm going to drop a new Spanish album. You know, he 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 has done it pretty successfully, though. He has. Yeah, but he he released an R&B album and that was not <laughs> successful <laughs> because I can hear right now like someone like my dad. Oh my God! Listening to Darius Rucker sing or uh, rhythm and blues, but like, ain't that motherfucker who was in that band with all them white people? That, that's right. It's like you keep doing country, keep doing pop. If you get back with the Blowfish, cool R and B, you ruined that. You canceled yourself. The very first note of "Hold My Hand," you canceled yourself out with black people forever. You will forever be Hootie. To us, that just uh, it is what it is. So, um, Justin, I'm glad you apologized, but it was too little, too late. I'm sure everyone in the whole wide world knows that Kim Kardashian finally filed for for, for divorce from Kanye West, and I'm kind of like, okay, so can we fucking stop talking about it now? These people do everything strategically. I mean, I really think Kim has known that she was going to divorce him. But she wanted to keep dragging it on, dragging it on. You know why? Because she's trying to sp sell skims. Her line of bras and panties and girdles and shit. Is that what they're called? Skims. Ugh. Like skins, but Ugh. skims. Yes. And she's still trying to smell perfumes that will make you smell like a, a, prost a, prostitute, a prostitute in training. Um, but she finally has done this. I don't... You think Kanye even knows? <laughs> or is Kanye still somewhere having a conversation with his favorite person who happens to be Kanye? <laughs> uh, maybe other Kanye has told Kanye number one. It's like Us. It's like the movie Us. Yeah. It's like Mirror Kanye. Yes, it really is. Um, I feel bad for the kids. I really do. And and, and I, I, I actually thought... They were in it for the long haul. But then I really thought, I mean, it is hard to be with someone whose favorite person is himself. And I'm talking about Kim and Kanye. No one loves Kim like Kim does. And no one loves Kanye like Kanye does. Not to mention, you know, whenever he was trying to find himself and he was religious and during all of these Sunday outside church thingies. Yeah, didn't he come to Houston and do a big... Dang he did Joel it with Joel. Osteen's That's when I know, okay, you supposed to go straight to hell. Because when you <laughs> partner up with Joel Osteen, who I feel is a demon seed here on earth, it's just, you, can, you can't. But a lot of the people, the musicians and the singers who traveled with him are suing him because he didn't pay them. <laughs> I mean, you're rich, Kanye. Just, when you pay them, even if you give them all a pay raise and a bonus, you're still fucking rich. You're about to get some of Kim's money, too. I don't know who's richer, Kim or Kanye. I want to say Kanye. Mm, I have no idea. But this is going... I don't know if it's going to get dirty because Kim's going to try to keep it quiet. But I really, really... It's going to get dirty. I really... Because Kanye is a crazy person. And I want him to go back on that Twitter rage like he did that one time and he was putting all their business on there. Oh, that God, shit was yes. hilarious. That's going to be good. I want Kanye to get down like that. You know, I was like, maybe he is still black. Because that's what <laughs> that's what shit that black people do right there. Well, your mama can't come back to my house and I don't want her around my kids. That is black. That is black <laughs> bitch shit right there. Okay. All right. So when we come back, I am going to break down the season premiere of The Real Housewives of New Jersey for you. And just to let you know, starting next week, I'm going to recap every episode of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Whatever, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but producer James won't let me do it in a Jersey accent, which I think is so fucking rude. But uh, I'm gonna make it do what it do. I'm still trying to think of a name for the show. Bada bing, bada Keisha? No. All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Libra Lounge with Keisha podcast. Uh, just a friendly reminder to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you get just a couple of seconds, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, the show is also on the TuneIn app, the Laughable app, and iHeartRadio. Is that correct? That's right. All righty. So last week, finally, it seems like it took forever for the season premiere of The Real 
Housewives of New Jersey. And before I start the recap, I have to say, social media has kind of ruined some of these shows for us because we know about the big things that are happening that they're filming for before we get to watch the show. So when you watch the show, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. That's the only thing that I really, really hate about it. Because, um, you know, I'm an active follower of every trash reality TV show that I watch. Um, so a lot of these things are just like, um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I thought some of them had contracts where you couldn't talk about certain things. They all do. So they all have, like, confidentiality agreements. Right. They can't talk about it, but right. they do shit in public. So, yes, they do. You know. Yeah. All right. So let's recap. Let me do a quick flashback of how this season ended last year. The season ended last year with the bombshell that Teresa actually encouraged Danielle to pull Margaret's weave ponytail. <laughs> that was really shocking because no one had any idea that Teresa had anything to do with it. And it was just for about maybe four episodes, we're trying to figure out why Danielle did this. And then she lets Melissa know, well, no, Teresa was like, do it, do it, do it. Uh, the show actually ended last season with Joe being released from ICE because he wanted to. Um, and so he it has been deported permanently to Italy, which, I mean, that's not a bad fucking place to be. You know, you have to live for the rest of your life right there, especially if you're Italian. So he speaks the language, all of that. Um, so the girls, Teresa and her daughters, flew to Italy to see Joe and spend time with him. And that's when the bo other bombshell, which really wasn't a bombshell, is that Teresa and Joe decided to get a divorce. And I think they were both kind of trying to see if that spark flew. <laughs> the funniest thing was when Joe thought he was going to stay the night at the hotel with Teresa. She was like, uh, negative. No, you get to none of this. Um, all right, so... Season premiere. I can't even remember what season this is. I want to say 11 or 12 of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, so I'm just going to go through each one of the ladies. And it wasn't a whole lot that happened. It was one big thing that happened. Um, let's start off with Melissa because, per usual, Melissa didn't have that much of a storyline. She did it. I mean, her daughter, Antonia, is getting ready to turn 15. So she talked about, you know, trying to plan her a party during the time of COVID, which you really can't celebrate, you know, like you really want to. And that was it for Melissa. Yeah, that was it. But I will say this. She may not have had much of a damn storyline, but the bitch looked really good in that neon green skin-tight dress that she wore to Jackie's husband's party. Like, she was a showstopper. And I'm like, damn, I, I guess if you don't have a storyline, you got to fucking look good, right? You got to do something. Um, but she looked really, 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 really good. But I'm telling y'all, I just, there has to be some African somewhere down the line within Melissa. She just, you know how you can tell someone way back has something, an, another ethnicity in them? And... She says she took, like, an ancestry uh, test, and it came back 100% Italian, which that's not true either. None of us get back the results to say 100%. I mean, mine came back 100% asshole, but, I mean, we all knew that. I didn't even need to take the test. But she's, like, 100% Italian. I'm like, bitch is fucking lying. Like, there's no way. She looks so different from her siblings. I mean, she's got extremely curly hair. She has hair texture like a mixed race person. But she gets the Brazilian blowouts and things like that to not look as colored. And her dad was like a notorious cheater, too. Well, is she uh, Sicilian? I don't know. Because uh, they do have they the do thicker, have coarser blowout. hair and things like that. Um, you know what? I will. That is a very good point, Producer James. They mm -hmm. do. Remember that lady? Um, I know no one's going to remember this. There was a show on CBS called under the Brooklyn Bridge or over the Brooklyn Bridge. The lady who was the lead actress in a show is Italian, but good God, <laughs> that hair was straight Kutakinte. But she was legit. She was full Italian, but her hair was, oh, God. I, I actually felt bad for her. I'm like, and she must not have any black friends because they would, like, be like, bitch, 
We're about to put a relaxer on this shit. We're about to get it straight. We're about to press it for you. But you're right. I'll have to find that out. But yeah, nothing much going on with Melissa. You get a quick glimpse of Joe Gorga and Antonia and a couple of her friends. And that was pretty much it. But we know now that they finally sold their home. They've been trying to get rid of that house for so long. A lot of these women, they do the first season of the show. Um... And they get paid, and then they try to one-up the other women on the show. For the, they want to one-up it with their wardrobes, and a lot of them with their houses, which they end up losing over the next couple of seasons. You know, they're trying to keep up with the Joneses so badly, and then they wind up being bankrupt because the majority of these, these people on these shows are not, they're not rich. They're in debt, <laughs> you yeah, know? They're not strong, wealthy. No, they're not. They're not strong, wealthy. I mean, they're wealthier than us, but they're not, like, legit multimillionaires. Yeah, they don't have tons of money in the bank. No. I think Lisa Vanderpool. Vanderpump? Vanderpump. Candy Burris. And Jill from The Real Housewives of New York are the only ones that are, like, really rich and came onto the show really rich already. The others are just like... Well, I mean, like on uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey, none of their husbands have a job that sounds like it's a millionaire's job. Like, like none of them are like an investment banker or right. a hedge fund manager right? or something like that. The only... Oh, and I, you know what? I can also add Jackie to that list because she came onto the show... Not showboating, but we found out one season that she, her, her family's pretty well to do off. Last season it was. And she's well to do off, but she's not a flaunter about her money. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So that's what's going on with Melissa. Hopefully, I'm wondering where they're going to move to. That can't be too much further than where they already live. Um, all right. And then we've got Dolores. You know, Dolores just gets prettier and prettier every single season. And she's another uh, one of the cast members that a lot of people are like, are you sure that's not like some black in your family? And um, she went on Wendy Williams and she said, you know what? I actually did a DNA test and there is Nigerian in my blood. Uh, not like that 100% Italian that Melissa fucking lied about. Uh, but Dolores is just, she's just so pretty to me. Like her skin complexion. It's this, I don't even know how to describe the, her skin tone. She's just beautiful. And she's got these like, light brown eyes. And unfortunately, she's still not living with her boyfriend, David, in the house that she des designed. So producer James only kind of knows a little bit about the show from what the hundreds of times that I watch it. But she helped her boyfriend design and build a home that was supposed to be their home together. But she told him, if you're not, if you don't asked me to marry you, I'm not moving into the house. And she's still not in the house. But who is living in the house with David? It's her son, Frankie, who is getting ready to take his... What do you take when you're going into graduate school? It's like a oh. G something. Because oh. he's going into business school. Oh, okay. Like your MBA? Something, or, something or like that. So he chose to stay at David's house instead of with his loud-ass parents at <laughs> Dolores' house. Because remember, Frank... Her ex-husband lives with her now. That's the, the big dude? The that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. The muscle head who actually yeah. got disbarred. Yeah. Um, so they're still living together. They've got like 50 dogs. Uh, Frankie Jr.'s like, I'm not having this shit. I'm going to go live. I'm going to go live with the boyfriend who clearly doesn't love my mom. So, <laughs> you know. So she kind of, you know, says something about that to David as they're in the kitchen while she's visiting. Because, you know, they have to go to all these locations to film. And um, David is not very happy with the fact that Dolores went out and got a second Brazilian butt lift. Dolores looks good, and I think she got her boobs redone. He doesn't, he, do, he is a OBGYN for high-risk pregnancies. Uh, so he does not believe in elective types of surgery. Do your thing, Dolores, because you fucking look great. And the thing about Dolores is that she's so pretty, she doesn't need those things, but you, every woman wants some fine-tuning. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for producer James to tell me, baby, all that plastic surgery you've been wanting, go ahead and get it. You go get it, girl. That's what I'm waiting for. It has not happened as of yet because 
I married. Do you want to finish the statement, Producer James? Do you want me to? I do want you to. You married a wonderful, loving person. Who I married a white guy who had bad credit. <laughs> I married a white guy who went through a nasty divorce. I married a guy who has a child with special needs. His money is split a lot of different fucking ways. And mama doesn't feel like she's seeing enough of it right now. And I'm not saying that I want you to die or collect on the life insurance, but damn, can a bitch get a Range Rover? <laughs> so um, that was it for Dolores. Uh, not, not, not too much. I, you know, I, maybe I'm being a little bit hard. This is a typical season premiere. And, you know, they, they wait because you've got so much more exciting things to come. So that's it for Dolores. Jay, have you seen Dolores? You know what she looks like? She's the oldest She's... looking one, right? Like with the blonde hair? Or... No. Oh, no. I know. Sorry, I know. She's the one with the weird big eyes. Oh, right? you are being dirty. You just. But isn't she that one? She's got bigger eyes. She's not, but she looks like somebody literally pulled her face from the back of her head, right? She's. Dolores? Tight faced. Which You're thinking about Danielle. Oh. There's the crazy so. eyes when you see more white than you see color. Yes. She's off the show. Yeah, that was Danielle Staub. Yes. Right? The sex. Tape. Yes. Okay. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Dolores, if for some odd reason you're listening to this show, he said it. He got you and Danielle mixed up. I would never fucking do that. So sorry. <laughs> All right. So we see March. March. I was so excited that you are finally getting your home renovated and decorated. It looks really good. Actually, producer James, I want you to see her office because the wallpaper. She had like this pink palm leaves uh wallpaper. That was super, super cute. Like, uh, it's a light pink, and then the leaves are like a hot pink. It was very, very nice. We were really tired of seeing Margaret living in a house that looked like one big-ass closet. I'm like, you've got this huge house, but... And I feel bad because her husband is a contractor. So she expect for, expected him to do all the work after he got home from work. So, yeah, but it's looking super cute. I'm glad it's coming along. Now, Marge has some work as well. It looks like March, I'm gonna, I'm not 100% sure. I do know for a fact she got veneers because March had kind of an over, a little bit of an overbite, but to me it wasn't that noticeable. But when you actually have the tiny overbite, that's, prob that's all you see. So she did get her teeth fixed. And I wanna say, I think March got a little bit, I don't think, is there such thing as a half facelift? There probably is now, because there's like... A face pickup? I think that's what she got, because that face looks tight. Like, it is tight, tight. Yeah, uh, but she looks good. She looks really good. I don't think she went overboard with it. Um, I'm going to say this, that Marge, Candy Burris, and Giselle, no matter what is going on around them during filming, they don't care if the place where they're at is set on fire. They're still going to eat their food. So everything looks like it's going well in Marge's life. Marge is one of my favorite characters because she's just, she's a realist. She's like, I have money, then I don't have money. You, she never tries to portray like she's rich, rich, like she, some of these other ones do. Is she the white one? The, yes, the with the blonde okay. hair, okay. blue okay. eyes, yeah. Um, and I love her husband, Joe, because he's a contractor. And he doesn't, he's not stopping being a contractor, you know, because they're on this show. So I like that they kind of maintain the life they had instead of trying to overdo it for the show. Because if you guys remember, she had that lawsuit last year. And she's like, look, I've got a lawsuit going on. The last fucking thing that i got to worry about is renovating my house and decorating it. We've got other things i got to pay for. I've got, you know, people on payroll. So I like that because it's, it's real. She does seem the realist. Yeah, and then she also, where she is, there's this, land that they bought next to it that she was like, yeah, I wanted to throw big garden parties and stuff. I haven't done it. Let's sell it. She goes, I need the money. Yeah. So, I mean, I just like the realness about Marge. And uh, she looks really good. And she's got a podcast. I don't know what it's called. I listened to it once. It wasn't that great. So maybe I'll give it a, another chance. <laughs> Here's the thing. Just because I don't like a podcast doesn't mean it's not good. I like podcasts that are a little bit on the raunchier side, like, you know, Teen Mom Trash Talk, 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk, things like that. Um, and I think she was pretty much, I think it's called Caviar on a Tuna Fish 
budget or something <laughs> like that. And, and I think she talks about, they have guests, and she talks about the struggle of being a business owner in the fashion world, you know, and it's not easy at all. Is that what she does? Yeah, she has a whole line of stuff. She sells clothes, jewelry, oh. purses. But she did that before the show. And I tell you what, where's it at? There's a sign right over there that I got from TJ Maxx. And I did not realize until way after I bought it that it's from Marge's line. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, that's what's going on with the Marge. Um, who's next? Jennifer. Oh, my God. They let her come back. Every now and then, there is a member of the cast on one of the Real Housewives shows that just irks my soul so bad that I stopped watching it. Case in point, Real Housewives of Potomac, I stopped watching it because I cannot take Candace anymore. And I heard that this last season was fantastic. Everyone raved about this season. But I'm just like, is Candace still on there? I just, I can't do it. And you know, she has me blocked. Remember? She I has to that. leave her lounge with Keisha blocked. On Instagram. And that's not even why I hate her. I think that's fucking funny. But it's just she's so annoying to me. But everyone says she's a little bit better. So I, we'll see. Maybe I'll watch it next year. Or maybe I'll go back and rewatch this season or whatever. But Jennifer, she, if I ever stop watching The Real Housewives of New Jersey, it will be because of Jennifer. If she continues to behave like she did last season. Just fucking nothing but verbal diarrhea. She's a bad drunk. Just she's just... I just can't stand her. But I will say I kind of liked something that she did on the premiere. So we all got to meet Jennifer's family, including her mom. Her mom, who even Jennifer will tell you herself, is a difficult woman to deal with. Uh, we saw her lie on camera last year that she didn't. She Not only did she lie on camera, she lied on camera to a child. <laughs> like, okay, wait. They're both, like... One is bad, but she did two of them at the same time. She tried to deny knowing that one of her sons was gay. As this child is looking her in the eye, but he's gay. And she just totally denied it. Um, so anyway, I, I, she got over that. She started doing very well with that. But apparently, in between last season and then filming, she started just making her poor husband's life miserable. I know a little bit something about that myself. But it was so bad to the point that Jennifer's like, I'm not going to let him be treated like this anymore. She moved her dad in, in, in with them. So you know what, Jennifer? I like that. You know I'm a girl all about my family. So I'll give you brownie points for that. And I'll give you brownie points for the fact that you clearly got more stuff done. You look really good. But here's the thing. Her fucking husband is a plastic surgeon. I don't know why it took her being on a couple of seasons of The Real Housewives of New Jersey for her to say, I need to be skinnier. Yeah, but some husbands wouldn't want to work on their wife. He does. Oh. Okay. I, I, I think that their relationship's weird. I don't think that Bill is that into Jennifer. I feel like Bill may have a side chick. I could be completely wrong about that. But, yeah, he does perform plastic surgery on his wife. Oof, I couldn't do that. Oh, God, no. He, this one right here can barely stand me being in a doctor's appointment without him. I'm going to take her blood pressure myself. I'll check her temperature. I'll write the prescription. <laughs> that is James. So I, there's no way in hell I would let him do anything like plastic surgery on me because that would be such a fight because I would come out of the plastic surgery I'm like, you didn't take out enough fat. <laughs> and he would be like, you don't need to keep doing this. Every time you go under, you're like, I want, if I die skinny, then I'll die happy. That's the kind of person I would be. So, yeah. Because Producer James, every time I have to have any kind of procedure done on my own, he's a nervous fucking wreck. I'm kind of like, ooh, I'm going to sleep good. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I'm like, that's good sleep. When you wake up and you know where the fuck you are, Yes. Remember the last time I got a procedure done and my bladder was still under the an anesthesia? Yep. And I could not pee. There is no worse feeling in the world than having your bladder feel like it's the size of a watermelon. And you go and you sit on a toilet and you can't pee. It got so bad that I said, I can do this. We can do this. We've been doing this since the inside the womb. Okay? I've been doing this since my mother gave birth. Pissing and shitting should come easy. Fucking let me pee. And then remember that the fucking male nurse, I was, it was so bad. I said, just give me a catheter. 
This is the second time in my life I've ever asked for a vaginal catheter. Once when I was in labor with Skylar, because I had to keep peeing, and then this time. So you know what this motherfucker does? When he's trying to put the catheter into my bladder, he put it inside of my vagina. He didn't put it in the blood. It was in my vagina. I'm like, well, after you take it out, that's okay. I'm good. I'll figure it out. I'm like, yeah, what the that. fuck? You don't, do you remember that? I remember that, yeah. I was just like, get away from me. Get the catheter out of my vagina. I'm like, where at in my vagina was it? Was it just swimming around in my vagina? Well, I wouldn't say swimming because that, that makes people think your vagina is too big. Maybe it is. Maybe that's why he kept missing. It's swimming around. I guess my fucking vagina took over my bladder because that's where he fucking put the catheter. I'm just like, me and my me, me and my bladder, we'll work it out. We'll 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 talk. Just we not gonna we not gonna do this again. So when the next nurse the next day came in, I was like, no, no, I'm I'ma just do a hard fucking pass. I will sit here and suffer, than have one of you fucking with the world's worst dildo. <laughs> But I, I, I guess you can miss it because it's the same hole, the pee hole, and the it just it it's wasn't there, right. But yeah, and it's just one of those things that I'm like, real sh I could erase from my memory, but I can't. Anyway, so and now neither can we. You're welcome. <laughs> um, at least I'm not fucking Rihanna from Unexpected. That every Ugh. interview she has to her or someone has to remind us that she had to get a what is it ano anaplasty. Yes. No one is going to forget that, Rihanna. And now you're kicked off the show, so maybe we never have to hear about it again. All right, so Jennifer, of course, Jennifer's cooking, because here's the thing. What the fuck else is Jennifer good at? Nothing but drinking tequila and talking shit or cooking for a family dinner. So she's cooking. The mother did not come. Um, so it was a pretty cool. I felt so bad because her dad's so old and little. And I just, I just see this woman who just, she, when she talks, it's like a dragon spitting fire at this, I mean, for it to be, Jennifer actually said, of all the arguments that my husband and I have ever had since we've been married, none of them can co come close to the things that my mother says to my uh, dad. So she's like, I just wasn't going to do it anymore. So I'm, he, he lives there, which I like that about, Jen that was pretty sweet. Nothing else was really going on with Jennifer. She has not had the enough camera time as of yet this season to be an asshole. But I have hope because that's all the but that's all she's got. She has no other talent. She does good impressions, but I mean, unless you get a fucking show in Vegas, what does that mean? You're just fun at parties. That that's it. Um. All right, who we we done? Oh, here we go. So the whole entire episode revolves around. Jackie throwing a party for her cute ass Jewish husband, Evan. All right. <laughs> so remember, all of this is filmed during the time of Corona. So it's obvious because people are not wearing their masks. They've all had to get tested and retested. Everyone on a reality TV show gets tested, I want to say, every three days. Yeah. At yeah. Least weekly. So uh, the Evan's part birthday party was outside. It was, like, it was really cute. Jackie was super happy because Jackie's one, if y'all remember, Jackie don't believe in spending a lot of money on a fancy birthday, not for herself, her husband, or her kids. So she actually said, in all the years that we've been married, this is the first birthday party I've thrown for him. So I was like, oh, and, and Evan's really chill. And just go back, go back for a second to last season, go back to last season's um, reunion. I have always thought that Teresa had a little bit of a thing for Evan. I really, really do. So everyone's invited to Evan's party. We're at the party. Jackie's a little bit drunk-ish. Well, she's just tipsy. She's having fun. She's got on this cute dress. She's just fu having fun to see her friends because you remember, everyone's been cooped up. So the ladies haven't even seen one another. So this is the first time they've seen each other since COVID and, you know, really being around a setting of just friends. Um, so she's happy-go-lucky, and then here comes Teresa, which there wasn't a lot, a lot of Teresa with her being the star of the show. There wasn't a whole bunch of Teresa in this episode, and now we know why, because she, she was bringing the shit with her to that party. 
soon as she steps out of the vehicle, because they all Uber now, because I think there's been so many times that incidents have happened and these women have had to drive. So they all take Ubers now um, if they're filming. It, that's what it appears to be. So anyway, her and her friend who we know, I can't even remember her name. We know she's going to be the new housewife this season. Soon as Teresa gets off, it's been raining, okay? And she's like, ew, the rain, because she fucking hates Jackie that much. And I know in her head, she was blaming the rain on Jackie. But Jackie had it set up real nice. There was someone there, like a valet, with umbrellas and everything. So everyone's at the party. Everyone's checking out Dolores's new ass, which looks really, really good. Marge is eating. She, Marge is eating. You know she's not going to miss the meal. Period. Marge is eating. Melissa's looking really good in her lime green dress. Jackie actually extended a um, kind of an olive branch to Jennifer and invited her to the party, which was really nice of her because they hate each other, like badly, badly hate each other. So everyone's there looking cute, you know, celebrating Evan. Teresa comes in. There's already attitude. Her face is pure pissed off from the very moment the camera gets on her. And I honestly feel as though she was more upset that everyone was uh, having a good time at an event put on by Jackie. I think that really just pissed her, pissed her off. I think she wanted it to be just bad and people were complaining and not having a good time. So she's like, man, no one's having a bad time. Thank God I'm here. Here, <laughs> you know, let me get it started. So the first thing she does, I can't remember the first person. I want to say Dolores was the first person that she says this to. She's like, yeah, I heard that Evan likes to do things at the gym. Which, when you hear that, you're like, well, I hope it would be working. You're supposed to do a lot of things at the gym, like working out, cardio, bodybuilding, yoga, whatever. So I want to say it was Dolores. Dolores was like, what do you mean does stuff? And so she's like, oh, I heard he hooked up with other girls at the gym that he's cheating on uh, Jackie. So Dolores is like, I've never heard that. So she didn't get... Uh, the reaction from Dolores that she expected. She goes, well, I'll go ask Marge. She lives over in that side of town. And so Marge, she tells Marge, and Marge is still eating her food. Marge's like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And she's like, I have not heard that. Didn't get the complete reaction that she wanted. So she goes to a bigger table of people where we've got Joe Gorga, Melissa, all these people. And she says it again. And no one no one wants to be a part of this. As a matter of fact, I think it was Melissa said, can we roll back and y'all not film? Like, this is bad. And then she's doing it at the guy's fucking birthday party. Yeah, she just kept running with that. She kept, it was like a child. Like, you know how every, that's like a real nerdy child that no one really likes. And they're like, oh, especially the adults are like, oh, here comes that fucking kid. It was like that. And you try not to react too much because if you do react, They'll keep on doing whatever stupid fucking thing they were doing. It was one of those situations. So you got drunk Jackie uh, doing a bad job of getting everyone congregated to sing happy birthday. Uh, so she started, happy birthday by herself. Because everyone else is kind of like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't want to be part of this or anything like that. So I think Marge is like, I've had enough. I ate my free food. We're saying happy birthday. I saw all you bitches roll out. She's like, my crew, we're leaving, okay? So everyone's just really uncomfortable because this isn't a normal gossip situation. This is about someone's husband at his birthday party. And she's saying it enough like she's trying to start it, like she's actively trying to yes. start something. So uh, before March left, she did invite all the girls to go. I think it's Lake George, somewhere nearby. They have a house. And I think it was Melissa. We can't go to Vegas. She's like, no. It's COVID? Travel restriction? Let's just kind of stay close to home. It's so funny to me when people forget about COVID. Like, they don't understand why something is right. It's like, worldwide pandemic? You ain't heard of COVID? Oh, you call it Corona. My bad. It's because of Corona. Because I swear sometimes people are like, they don't, it has to be one name. They act like they don't know that, you know, everybody got a nickname, especially Mexican people. <laughs> Corona was named for Mexican people, right? That's why it's got, it, like, like Chacho, Titi, Petey. Mexican people have nicknames like black people do. We have nicknames that don't have anything to do with our actual names. White people, you know, you got James, Jimmy, 
things that make sense. No. For example, me, Rakesha. I have an uncle who calls me Allah. No idea why. None. Period. So, you know, no, all joking aside, we all know Corona is not from Mexico, like I originally thought that it was. But anyway, so they're planning on going to Lake George. All right. So the party's over. So the next thing we know is J we see Teresa's cell phone ringing, and it's Jackie calling her. Uh, and she's like, Teresa, I think we need to talk before we <laughs> go on this trip together. And Teresa's like, okay, okay. She almost, it looked like she felt bad that she got, that it got back to Jackie. And here's the thing. It got back to Jackie, not by any of the girls from the cast. It was one of the fucking other people that were at the party who heard you going from table to table talking about this. And they told their friend. So uh, she, you know, Jackie suggests that they meet at Marge's house. Just, we have seen Jackie and Teresa go at it. So I don't think it's a bad idea that they chose to go to Marge's house because March can kind of defuse the situation. All right. So we fast forward to the next day. Jackie's upset. We see her. Okay. So let me ask you. Someone is spreading a rumor at, let's, let's say it's our party and someone's spreading a rumor about me, a bad rumor. And, and look, and we don't know if it's true or not. It's just a rumor. People online were saying that Jackie got way too upset about this. She must have known, or it's really happening. I don't agree with that. I don't either. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. You're on a TV show. Yeah. Which means millions of people will hear as soon as that is said. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah, they were like, Jackie can... must have known that Evan was cheating. That's why she's upset. How about no. the simple fact that maybe it's so far fetched that it really did upset her because. And it really can ruin lives. Yes. Even if it's not true. And then you're saying that it's happening at one of your businesses, too. So you can right. lose your business, which is already suffering. It's a gym during COVID. So she was really, really upset. Um, so she goes to Marge's house, and then Teresa shows up. And see, this is how I know Teresa came ready to fight. Normally, Teresa comes dressed from head to toe with heels on. No, she was like in a yoga outfit. <laughs> with tennis shoes on, I want to say. So they, Jackie's there. She's like, you know, can we just talk without a fight? And Teresa's like, yes, yes. So Jackie's like, I need for you to say that this was a lie. Because first she asked, she's like, who said it? Now at the party when everyone asked her how did Teresa find out about it, she's like, you know, I can't remember. Y'all know how I forget things. So this particular day when Jackie asked her, well, who told you this rumor? Well, I can't say the person's name. That story sure did switch up. Sure did. Yeah, I mean, when I lie on people, that's what I do. Oh, I can't say, I can't reveal my source because my ass is lying. <laughs> that I'm the source. You're talking straight to the source. Yeah, because you're a fucking journalist who can't, yeah. you know, betray their source. I know. Is that like, really? Like, wait, you and your husband both went to prison. Now you don't want to tattle on someone who started a rumor? Oh, prison changed you, Teresa. Anyways. So, which this, her telling Jackie this just infuriates Jackie. And it would have, it, me too. And so, Teresa's trying to say, well, she tries to talk down to Jackie. And Jackie's like, look, Teresa, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a dumb woman. I'm an attorney. Well, if you're an attorney, why would this bother you? Your occupation has nothing to do with your emotions. You know what I mean? This is the same person that, God forbid, anyone say bad about, anything bad about Juicy Joe the notorious cheater, the crime lord of New Jersey, who fucking got deported. Now, oh, okay, so. Oh, now there's limits? Now there's limits, okay? And so Jackie's trying to bring home to the point, you are the only source of this rumor that we know of. I need for you to stop it. It came from you. You need to tell people it's not true. This is a lie. Now, at this point, Jackie's voice is elevated, and Mark's like, what do I do? What do I do? She's in a different She's like, does anyone want an iced coffee? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So, and she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm a nervous wreck. She's talking to uh, her friend Lexi. So, Teresa starts being an asshole, okay? Well, if it's not true, don't worry about it. So, this is the debate. So, Jackie, remember, Jackie is an attorney. She goes, oh, okay, well... I heard that Gia, who is Teresa's oldest daughter, does cocaine at college parties. But I can't reveal my source. It's just something I heard, which makes 
immediately makes Teresa jump off the fucking couch. The only thing that I really hate about Jackie doing this is that she gave Teresa an out. She gave Teresa an out to be more upset than she was. So now, oh, oh, well, that's why your husband's cheating on you. And everyone who watched the scene knew that it wasn't true because Perez Hilton would have reported about it or TMZ. <laughs> um, but she was trying to use an analogy. You know what I'm saying? She, Teresa's not married. So I get why she did that, but I just wish she hadn't used one of the kids because now it gives Teresa every right to be more upset than Jackie. She gave her a path. To she gave her, you gave her the path to wiggle outside of that. So yes. now she's calling Jackie a cunt. She leaves. She's like, whoa, I'm glad she brought up that lie about Gia, you know, when she gets in her Range Rover because it gave her an out. So uh, it looks like next, next week. All the girls are talking about it, and she's like, she talked about my child, and it's like, Teresa, she did, but she didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and I, and I agree. Kids are off limits, but you know me. If I had been pissed off like how Jackie was, I would have probably some, you want to stick it to that person where you know it's going to hurt the worst. Oh, yeah. And that's her kids. You go for, yeah, yeah, you, you go, go for, for the jugular. And that's what Jackie did. But when she goes, but I don't know who said it. Oh, I was living for that moment. I'm like, Get her, Jackie. So I will say this too: when Teresa jumps up and she's just she's just screaming and hollering, and Jackie goes, "I have the life you want. I win." Oh. And Teresa's still screaming, and Jackie's like, "I win." And I was oh. like, "Ooh, Jackie, get her, girl." You know, I, I'm a, I'm Teresa. I love Teresa. I love Teresa Judice. My husband knows it. I just she's just fabulous to me. But goddamn. Jackie got her gushkos, and she kept that straight face while Teresa's yelling in her New Jersey voice, and she's like, I win. I'm kind of like, oh, she's kind of right. That's you how, do win. That's how you know. You don't have to scream to win. Yes, and that shit pissed Teresa the fuck off. Poor Marge just went like, oh, what, what, this, what, what, just, you know. So uh, next, this week should be pretty good. I'm sure Teresa's going to get all the girls together to say <laughs> – the half-truth, because it ain't going to be the full truth. It's just going to be, she brought up my daughter. Okay, but wait, what about all the shit you said prior to at Evan's fucking birthday party? So it looks like this season is going to be a good one. Well, I can't wait till they find out Gia actually does cocaine. <laughs> Off work. All right. So when we get back, I will be awarding the bitch please of the week from the Lever Lounge. The Lever Lounge with Keisha. The Lever Lounge with Keisha. Bitch, please. You be rolling down the street, telling stories. Bitch, you never tell the truth. Bitch, please. Everybody know you lying, bitch, because all you do is lie. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, uh, starting next week, we will be recapping on a separate podcast. What are we going to call it? we got to come up. We'll think of something stupid as the title of it. If you think of a name, put it in the comments. Yeah, we're going to be – we're still going to have the regular Libra Lounge for Keisha show, but we're also going to be adding um, the weekly recaps of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And I'm going to tell you all right now, I'm only going to get dressed up once a week for you motherfuckers, and it's going to be for the Libra Lounge for Keisha show. The other show is going to be audio only. We're not doing a fucking <laughs> video. Um, so – the bitch, please. This is almost, I feel like it needs a title more than a bitch, please. I mean, Super bitch. Yes. Yeah, so the bitch, please, of the week from the Lee Burn Lounge is going to Senator Ted Cruz. Because while all of us here in Tejas were storming through the stores trying to get milk and bread for our babies, while we were all trying to get gasoline so we could have generators so we could have light. We're freezing our fucking nitzels off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guess what Ted Cruz was doing? He went to fucking Mexico. He went to Mexico right in the middle of Snowbit. Okay, you know, I'll tell you the truth. If I was rich, I'd fucking do the same thing too. I'm like, oh, okay. Shit. I'm going to send out one group text. <laughs> if you make it on the group text, there's room for you in the plane. But it's not going to be to a lot of people. Like, Look, y'all know some shit is coming down. I don't know how bad it's going to get, but I'm going to tell you this. 
Y'all better fucking meet me at Ellington Field at exactly this time to get your ass on the plane because we're going to Mexico. I wanna, but when you have that kind of a role, you have a responsibility to the people. I mean, I'm torn in between because honestly, I'm just here for the memes. The Ted Cruz memes have given me life. The Ted Cruz memes helped me get through Snowbit. I, I was sick. I was sick with Snowbit. But you know what? Ted Cruz memes brought me back to life. All right? It was a shit. Here's the thing. Fucking do that shit inconspicuously. You know what I mean? Don't get caught. Wear a fucking mask. Wear a whole mask over your face. Use a different name, and, but still do the same dumb shit. Just don't do it like, uh, just, did he think he wouldn't get caught? I don't think he thought it was a problem because he's a fucking U.S. senator. He's not on any committee that does anything with energy. They weren't even in session. So I know. I, you know. It's one of those things. It was a shitty thing to do, but it was a... Here's the issue. What this is why people are upset because it appeared to to people that he didn't care about what was going on because he didn't. <laughs> Did he? I, mean, I didn't care much if it was. Oh happening God, to me. I know because he mean, lived you know. in Colorado, so he doesn't understand why we freak out about this shit. But as a leader, you put yourself in this position, yeah, and people were you know, upset. Yeah, but I mean, U.S. senator. He's not a mayor. He's not a, a sheriff. Like, I don't know why people think that. Federal people give a shit about them. Okay, but the, here's what made it worse. So after he got caught, yeah. okay, <laughs> after he got caught, the very next day, this motherfucker is seen outside handing people not a case of water, but a bottle of water. Did you see that? I I he think, gave him a bottle of water. I think he had to, like, find something immediately to try that to That was the wrong... A case would have been better. Uh, a can of Similac would have been better. A been. loaf of bread. But a bottle of water? Shit, I'm going to drink this before I even get out this drive through line. He should have been handing out bottles of Corona. So, that would have made it better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here's the thing. When people fuck and up, they try so hard to clean it up that it does more damage. Be like, fuck yeah, I got out of Dodge. I, I, I respect that. Because I would have done the same thing for my family. I'm like, oh, we're supposed to get the fuck out of here. No, but no. he has a job. So, you know, he should have stayed around. Ted, you know you were wrong. You just didn't think you were going to get caught. But then you did a real bitch-ass thing. You blamed it on your child. <laughs> I had to get my daughter to Mexico. I don't know why, but she needed to be in Mexico. <laughs> it's just like, Ted, do you not have a PR person at all? You know, it's just one of those situations that people were very upset. It's because it was during a time of crisis. It's optics. It, it, really, it really is. is. Because here's the thing. I would get my family out of danger's way. Some of them. <laughs> a very select few of them. I would do the same thing, but it was no finesse to it. It just, it just, it just wasn't. We're going to all walk through the airport with a paper bag over our head. No one's going to know it's us. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know, but I think he did more damage by first he kind of insinuated well, he didn't give a fuck what we thought about him being in Mexico, and then the bottle of water and blaming it on your kid. That is why Senator Ted Cruz, and I'm sure he's not on just our bitch please list. I oh, think no. he's on like a permanent bitch please list. Uh, we hope you guys are safe. Um, we're back to semi-regular temps here in Texas, and we will have an all-new show for you next week. So have a good one. It's the Lieber Lounge. The Lieber Lounge. Ooh.